Welcome to the Holsey B. Mark radio station. Listen, share, follow. Be part of the journey. Listen to things from cryptozoology, UFO, comedy, music, interviews, Freddy the Free Car Show, and much, much more. Enjoy the show. Chapter 1 Present day Bakersfield, Vermont Isabel Javine The doorbell pealed A tumbling chime for the notes That finished several long minutes Before I opened the heavy old door A small box lay on the mat Covered in brown paper It was addressed to me A beautiful cursive There was no return address I looked up the wave at the delivery driver to thank him for his trip up the treacherous drive. But his truck was, was already gone. Cold air tangled in my hair and twinned around my ankle. Shadows of leaves overhead danced across the surface of the package. A box was about 12 inches long and half as wide. I turned it over in my hands, but, but there were no other markings on it. I went back inside and closed the door before Samson escaped. I carried a box of the kitchen counter and wide pine balls were warm under my bare feet and sunlight fell into the slanted beams across the old room. The scissors were cut away the paper and then slit the tape, tape that held the carbon box closed. The paper fell away. Inside the box lay a note, the same beautiful cuisine, on top of a mound of packaging, packing peanuts to Isabel Odd, the decorator handwriting, and other information, a creamy note card, not even a black on the back indicating where where they had come from. I rummaged through the white peanuts and pulled the packing paper away. Beneath it lay a small bundle, about ten inches long. The plastic bubbles were soft against my fingers, however. Whatever was underneath was dense. The final flourish, the puddle that revealed a small, grey-looking old doll, an antique. She had to be. Her face and hands were coarsely, maybe china and wet and webbed with caterpillar-type cracks. Her body was soft cloth. A peak under her skirt told me. Her eyes were blue and once been, or had once been, had faded. A sort of stormy grey. The whites were almost tinged yellowish as her hair was coloured as dishwater. Her dress was an old kekolo print, simple with no embroidery or bathing. If she was a beautiful intellectual sense, but something about her spoke to me. When I reached a half finger and a paper, he nestled her in. I ran it along the side of her face, sometimes shifted inside of me. Something said, Something shifted inside me. I felt a shiver of happiness. But where did she come from? I set the doors aside and dumped out the rest of the packing peanut packaging. Peanuts ran my hands along with all the interior flaps of the door box. But there's nothing else. No other note, no tags that fallen off, no other explanation. I carried her into my studio, a body stiff and heavy in my hands. Ben, here at the high workable wall. Before the doorbell was interrupted, lots of big windows lay in daylight, not only along the wall, but also in the skylights tucked in the high ceiling above. 
He created art dolls and was sold around the country and the world, and the right light was essential for my work. The studio door looks more than modern, dimitive, however, but both ephemeral. Two, I placed on the work next table next to me. Where did you come from? I asked her. But she stood. Oh, you look blank. I mean, blank for me. I burned the clouds past over the sun, and all the golden light faded in. I shivered and glanced out the window. Dry leaves flew together in an unseen breeze, and branches overhead shook. I left the dome where she lay and went to find slippers and a sweater. I was curious about the grift, but I said the deadline. The work was oncoming as bitches with non-negotiable. Only professional artists spent the whole time lives dreaming of a solo expedition among Protobin and Museum Art. I couldn't let anything distract me with my own show show. Only weeks away, the doll I made from clay, wood and fabric lined the shelves in the studio. One of these were over 18 inches in height. Some were made from a variety of materials. Trinus once referred to my dolls, which is literally fantastical. I think it is the best description I ever seen. There were more sculpture than doll, and many were based on folklore and literature from hundreds of years ago. The dolls depicting the saints and sinners, the Dante's Inferno, the others in Rome to rise characters of classic English literature like Cuffs's Stuttgart in the Mephomorphal Fairies. Some were the most, some were just creatures or characters that came to me in dreams or poked at my subconscious while I wandered in the woods on, my, on one of my daily walks. I never lacked ideas, only hours in which to produce all the dolls in my head, the dolls in the studio were creations that would be behind shows or waiting connectors in the art world. There were a few things more elaborating and then finding a patron for of your own work. On the table before me lay a large block of clay wrapped in plastic and a mason jar packed with carving tools that all for the workable. Work table was a kaleidoscope of colour and inspiration, packed with scraps of fabric, dark shades of dark shadowy creatures, gothic inspired memorabilia, the bits of fern, bark and other miniature uh, collected on my walks. The barren bulletin board was like a projection view on my mind, interspersed with its melee with framed copies of certificates and the walls of one over the years. Isabel Javine, National Institute of American Dome. Protective view of my mind is first with the frame copies of such written awards over the years. Isabella Javine, National Institute of American Doll Artists, Martin Scratcher, the golden winner. Winner of the 2015 Professional Doll Makers Art Guild, along with others, started the wall. It just started to form the basics of the face and nose of the brow and the chin. The phone rang. Trill was joined in and quiet. I knew jumped. I said, let the answer machine get it. But then I heard, it could be my agent, Helen. 
Across the studio, three steps and grabbed a cordless phone from the small table near the doorway. doorway. Hello? It's me, my brother said, not bothering with a reading. He never did. Oh, hey, I said, and pinched the bridge of my nose. I must, I'll just have a minute. I'm in the studio. Yeah, that's fine. He said, distracted. I'll right back to, I'll get right to the point. Look, Isabel, is a, is he I know that you have your heart, heart set on staying in that house, but I've been in touch with a relative in St. Albans, and he thinks that now is a great time to put it on the market. In fact, he's using the family moving out of state, and they're interested in something just like the farmhouse. Isn't that great? You want, they want land and something of history. Please, folks. I have his number. You in court? No. I said, surprised at the cell phone my voice was. I'm not calling media data. I'm not moving, Nigel. We've had this conversation dozens of times. Every time, if I uh, business had business again, no, I'm not moving. Please, just stop. This is my house. It's our home, is it? Do you really think that Mum and Dad wanted this for you, living out the boat docks of your own, like a hermit? When was the last time you went to town? Had the connection with other human being? Stop for a moment. I can nearly hear him telling myself to breathe. Look, he said finally, voice quieter. He didn't, it wouldn't hurt to call the radiator. Let him ha- take a look at the place. I'm going to be up the way again in a week or two. If only he's got a little more paperwork for me to design. If there's something you want to, to approach, to approach, to proceed with, I started to tell him. I wasn't, it wasn't much. He plowed on, made his voice a little louder. If there's something that you want to proceed with, you, then we'll meet with him while I'm um, there. Just think about it, okay? I response. A hand that pinched my bow to my nose, sliding down the cover of my face. Fine, I said. Move my hand away. I called him. I'm not moving. So this is just going to be a waste of time. It sounds good, Nigel said, ignoring a part of the conversation. Being like, give me your na- his name and number. I pulled up her. Pulled a failed tin pen from my pocket and wrote the information down in my hand. For several minutes after I hung up, I stood at the work table, first at the anger, bottle roll on my chest. How did he pull you this with me? But it emotion something more familiar. Fear that Nigel was the execution of my parents' will. And while my original intent had been to use our inheritance to keep the house, Medical bills and estate fees are aging up most of it. What had been left with me, what had been left with, now you saw something else as an opportunity, get something, anything, my parents to state. When as, as I saw the farmhouse as home, he saw it as I needed preferential burden. But it was the only place I truly felt safe. I shook myself mentally. I had to focus right now on the show. Maybe it might be a turning point in my career. I was waiting for such a long Waited such a long time for. Feeling eyes on me, I turned. I expected to see the lumbering feline frame, the Samson, but nothing was there. Goosebumps popped up to my arms. I pulled my sweater tighter as I moved to extract the climbing tool from the big mansion jar on the shelf at the back of the work, work table. I saw the antique doll. Her grey eyes studied me. Her mouth, a dull pink smile. I reached up and ran a hand over her dress, smoothing it down. Feeling more peaceful centered, I went to work on a ball of clay in front of me.
1944, was Kuskin, Vermont. Charlotte, Colette, Ete, Hayes. I stood on a tra- train platform, my heart beat, dancing on my wrist. A big clock above said the station, said the train was a minute behind schedule. Please, please hurry. Thin line of sweat dampened my forehead. My, my, where my hat fell, skin, he was almost there. I tried counting it out while laying in the bed last night. How many days will have been gone? But sleep had pulled me under before I finished. It felt like a million, like an eternity. Peered down the track again and stepped back. It was laying, it not, wasn't laid like. My mother's voice reminded me. In my mind, there's a crowd on the platform, men and women, few children, blocked in and out like honeybees. Thinking of my mother reminded me of Will, of Will's own, who died during the burn bath. Even though my four siblings, young siblings, were not much, were too much sometimes, too much chaos and noise, too much work, I couldn't imagine growing up like Will. Was it lonely? I asked him once when we were enjoying a picnic with the river. Do you miss your having brothers and sisters? He laughed, chucking me under the chin. You can't miss what you don't know, Enter. I think I want two children, I said, without thinking as much. Two is a good number, Bill said. A boy and a girl, maybe. Or two girls, or pretty you. A great train whistled now, I jumped, startled. Here it comes, a man further down the platform shouted. Time slowed and everything around me. The smell of fresh loaves of bread from nearby a bakery, the corners of the air, the warmth of the sun on my cheeks. Fell away, Will had come home. Two years, four months and twenty-two days. I've been sitting across from him at a table at a cosy tunning restaurant. What's that? Will asked, squeezing my fingers. He slipped out the last of the red wine in his glass. His dark eyes shone in the candlelight. That's how long he'd been away. Feels like a lifetime. Heck, it, it's, it's, it is a long time, isn't it? He drained the last of the wine and filled his glass. And he tipped the bottle toward mine. I shook my head and covered it. Already my head felt slightly thick and fuzzy. It's strange, we'll say, a lifetime. But some ways, I've, it feels like something, what happened over there was just a bad dream. Like you feel when you come out of a picture show, you know. You can't quite get your head back in the real world. He looked around the room. Was it awful? I knew I couldn't buy. My curiosity was greater. Then he says to the Quran. Yeah, he said, looking back, looking back at me. Yeah, it was. I waited for him to say more, but he didn't. He just squeezed my fingers again and took out a packet of cigarettes. He offered me one first, which I accepted. He sat at the table drinking each other in. It in a light haze of smoke that swelled. That swelled. He looked so much the same, yet in some ways so much different. There were lines around his eyes that weren't been there before. And then, of course, there was his leg. The cane was set on the tape, corner of the table, and his unspoken man under. No matter how hard he tried, nothing would ever really be quite the same again. After dinner, he walked around the city at a slow pace. His right leg gave a somewhat jaunted gait, his chain tapping with every step. My arm was linked for his, his love. We talked not about time, his way, but a time ahead. Let's get married in autumn, he said, abruptly stopping under a blossoming tree in a corner. Pressed off from it lit behind me in the moonlight, a tree appeared to be glowing around its edges. 
Once I've had the chance to find work, get myself established. You need time to make the dress. Invite your family. I don't have many to invite. We walked, walked, we started, we started walking again. I nodded and snuggled closer. His arm, my chest felt warm white. I surprised I didn't, wasn't glowing. Like the streetlights above. I haven't been saving money from the meal, I said. I'm going to keep working. Just till the kids, children come along. We all stopped abruptly and glanced over, surprised at his eyebrows. Pulled down tightly in the ground. We talked about it before. I haven't changed my mind. I can't provide for my family. The same as your father provided for yours. I sighed a small little bubble without just leaking just a little bit. I just, I know how you feel about it. But work, even though it's not glamorous, made me feel like it had a purpose, you know. Besides, you said it. We'd, it must be unlike you get, get, just until you get established, not forever. Tugged his arm, we luckily started walking again. True, my job was dirty and monotonous, but it's satisfying to get my paycheck every week. I felt industrious and useful. It's nice to have Lily, closest friend I ever had to commiserate with. Once I was in the house with mother, when I lost her friendship, I pushed the thought away. Once you enjoyed my married life for a while, I pinched his arm and battered my eyes at him with a wide smile. He smiled back slowly in response and started. I decided to start our own little family, have it all. I wondered I can do to wait for you and roll myself around a big pregnant rally, I laughed. Will didn't join in. It'd be your work, work out, I said. You see, but inside I felt a little tendril was red. What mum would be all right about another set of hands? What about half of my paycheck that I gave him now? Gave her now. She told me over and over again I shouldn't keep, I should keep all my money, but of course I can't, can't, couldn't. Perhaps it was Will's father's less or a miser, but it was, there was good in what missing that. No son of mine going to squander. No son of mine going to squander what I worked hard, so hard to build. Will has said once in the uncanny impersonation, "You've got to make your own way in this world, kid." It's all wonder some lucky woman doesn't snatch him up. I joke, but Will's face had gone dark. Though he's a joke, and some round say a dreamer. There's a darkness to Will too. He had a dark side. had our dark side on, don't we? Didn't we? Once he's married and had our own place, Will wouldn't have to deal with his father so much anyway. I wish I had moved more, he said to the army wants you to sacrifice your life, pays you fifty dollars a month to do it. The frown was back, the squeezed the arm and smiled at him. I don't care about the money. It's better to be poor and happy than wealthy and miserable. Besides, we don't need a big place to start. Be happy to have more than one room, and most of it all. That <coughs> way together, I know, he said. I want to prove to my old man that it's not... business. <coughs> so the old bastard, and I've got a mind for business. So, we got any ideas, you know? How many possibilities out there? I just wish he sighed and ran. A hand over his head, hand, and tugged on it. Thinking about his father, seeing it open some old hole inside him, 
and sucked out everything else. I'm sorry, Eddie. I'm a spoiling night, aren't I? Forget about my father. Forget everything else. In fact, that's enough talking. You don't you think Miss Hayes will drop and pull me for under oak tree of drooping branches? Your breath is warm to my face, and in my neck, his lips caressing softly. Oh, will I said, when my little lips funny broke apart. I missed you so much. Later, we lay under the blankets on packages of mustard. Chevy Linny had laughed at the speed, speed of all knowing each other. I turned and popped myself on an elbow. We were looking out of the window and great pinpricks of the stars in the sky. He turned his orders loudly. His face had looked dark and shadowed, but he looked at me. The shadows were gone. His, his smiles, simple, same self again, somewhat handsome and sweet. Etta, he said, a smile turning in one corner of his mouth. I thought back, I have something for you. You do? I asked. I tried to keep my voice virtual. There's no money for a ring right now. I told him over and over again. Don't matter what he could do, continuing to see money we were making for the future. He, was, he would want the house and kids, a real world to moan, and space to hold backyard barbecues with neighbours, can't we? A ring was luxury and necessary. But why did my heart hammer so hard at my chest? Why did my fingers begin to shake? I sat up, pulled my dress quickly back over my head, and smothered smoothed the skirt. He eyed me up, his lips twisting, and that half smile made my stomach drop. He tossed both of our, both our cigarettes out of the window. I left it cracked so that none of some more night and light air washed into the car. I breathed slowly, completely. Hold out your hand and close your eyes, Will said. I heard him rummaging around in the front. There was a rustling of paper and grunt as he strained to reach something. As more, he swore softly under his breath. Then settled back beside me. I, I wouldn't keep this smile from my lips. My hands were cut. So it prepared a small box and nestled it perfectly there. Perhaps his father would come around, I'll go giving him a ring and a pin to his mother's of fitting, fitting hope tickled my belly. But instead, I felt that old and I had a large package, heavy with, with scorny paper. All right, Will said, open your eyes. I opened it, and I went over the box, wrapped in brown paper, and tied wet red and white strings sat in my hands. A cold water of disappointment drenched me, but I smiled brightly. Shall I open it now? Sure, Will said. You must know something before you do. This gift is special, Etta. His face was serious. Go ahead. He said, open it. Carefully, I stringed, uh, slipped the string from the box, moved the paper. The box inside was familiar. As I looked m- more closely in the moonlight, I saw that it was a cracker box. I glanced at Will. It gets better, he said with a chuckle. I opened the box. Will then cut down the length of one side. He cracked open the lid and stared. Inside was a doll, a blonde-haired china doll. At tennis is tall. She wore a simple cut little dress of fair pace. Pale moonlight smiled at me. Her mouth was a slight bow and her eyes were blue. Something about her face was fox like. It's strangely heavy for her size, full size. Her body was soft in my hands. I smiled and tried to hide the disappointment that kept in its way to the back of my throat. Thank you, I said. Let's move her hand over the dress. She's lovely. But she's more than that. Bill said he glanced at her. 
he watched me. Dark shadows tiny in his eyes. Jeez, I asked, why? And trust me, Will said, this dog is going to be an important part of our future. I smiled and hoped he meant that defended. Where did he come from? Come from? Pulled her back with me from overseas. I thought you and I, you and I saw her about the little Etty. We had one someday. I nodded but didn't trust myself to speak without crying. Why have you forgiven me? Give me this. Even as a child, I never was from the dolls. They're staring dead eyes, frozen faces, and stiffened their hands and head started to pound. The wine had slipped earlier and made my stomach sour. I don't want you to promise me that you'll keep her safe at her. I glanced at him, surprised at the tone of his voice. Of course, I said. Pudded the doll in which I hoped would like. I nodded and didn't trust myself to speak without crying. I didn't need to give this to me. Even as a child, I never found the dolls. His tiny dead eyes, her frozen faces, her stiff hands. My head had started to pound. A whiny slit earlier made my stomach sour. I want to promise me that you keep her safe at her. I glanced at him, surprised by Tony's voice. Of course, I said. Padded doll, I hope, looked like the military matter. Uh, of course I will. Good, Bill smiled, crooked to half mile again. Ran a finger down my neck and over my collarbone. My heartbeat quickened and my breath caught my chest. Thank you, I said. I placed her a hand on his cheek. She's beautiful. Night three. Miranda. Present day. Miranda, you know anything about this? I held a vintage doll out towards her. After she too took it, I took the sleeves down in my sweater. Without thinking, I did it so much often. I didn't even aware I was doing it most of the time. Under the hem of my sweater sleeves, my skin sprouted large reddened patches. Miranda caught my eye and smiled. All the time I knew her. She never did say anything about my skin. I was grateful for it. The sitting kitchen table, she sat at where Carrots was home after them because she'd got forgotten her cell phone. She finished lunch, a quick meal, red heated soup, and some of the fresh bread. She picked up the local bakery. Marina, Marina, wiped her hands with a cloth of that green spread over her lap and held them out to take the doll. I don't, didn't, don't. She's heavy though, isn't she? So much such a small thing. It's an old too, by the looks of it. You didn't give, you didn't give her to me. I asked, what does it expect the doll? Her smile remained perfectly intact. She shook my head. No offence, but she's, she's not very cute, she said in a peaceful whisper. My smile, you don't know where it came from? She said, I asked, no, she arrived this morning. My front step in the box, and no return dress. But no, I think it's in the It just said to Isabel, I'm sure you don't, didn't get much, get me, but, uh, you're sure you didn't get her for me as a surprise? Maria laughed and handed back the doll back to me. It's going to surprise you a gift. It shows something much prettier. Make you bro- maybe your brother sent you, you uh, well, uh, or an art friend. I found, I couldn't remember the last time Nigel sent me anything from Sunny California. I doubted that and my art friend of Maria 
call her so much, just acquaintance really, would go to that either. I hated to search her cousin. I wasn't tech savvy, it's true, not to have internet in the house. Internet, internet rates, satellite internet rates are steep anyway. My sales rep agent and web guru we all knew just to call me directly with questions. When I needed to, I went to use one computer's library. Right now, though, it didn't seem a good, very good use of my time. Still, I was curious about the doll. You don't happen to have any contact. Who will know anything about the old dolls, I asked me. And you know, she's a home in Rolex. But someone's looking for her approaches or book recommendation. He would help them find a perfect match. Mmm, she puts her mug away and stretched her arms over her head. Let me think on it a bit. We sat in a comprehending silence. Careful silence. She broke it finally by snapping her fingers. Oh, I know, she said. Retrieved a scrap of paper, a pen, a desk in the corner. You should get in touch with Partridge Lee. She's a fiction in the uh, uh, Fairhill Historical Society. She's been here as long as I can remember. The history serves me correctly. Maybe not to this point, she laughed. I think she's passionate with old toys. She'd probably love to learn more about the doll. In fact, she might be able to track it down where it was made. And that is the end of this.